Hi everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to Couple Three. My name is Ashley. I'm joined by my co-host and fiance Agu and co-host and friend Mabel. Hey guys. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. All right. So we watched The Married at First Sight, season twelve. Drama. Reunion part one. So much drama. <laughs> we're not even. We're halfway through. It's not even like done in an episode because they had so much to cram in there. Yeah. And it's a lot. Um, so before we get into that, if this is your first time joining us, we are a podcast covering reality shows on love and relationships. As I said, we're covering Married at First Sight season 12, which has been the longest season in the history of the world of any show. <laughs> we were talking about this the other day. I was like, we've been covering this uh -uh. since January. <laughs> like, it is May. Mm -hmm. It is almost done with May now. <laughs> like, this is so long. That's so and crazy been... to think about. Yeah, it's been partly repetitive with some couples. Some couples. Yes. And yeah. yeah, just never ending new things with others. It's like that mm -hmm. magician where they like pull the scarves out their mouth and it's just like more and more. <laughs> and there's like, another one. There's more scarves. But wait, there's more. Call now. You can get oh, this other thing in commercial commercials. Um, if, if you don't mind, before we get into it, uh, just wanted to say we've been getting a lot of like really awesome sweet messages from everyone listening to this and uh we're so honored and it's ha yeah, it's just it's great to see that there's other people who care about this and and uh are into it the way we are even though we ebb and flow of how much we care about it clearly <laughs> as we were just saying but it's it's great to hear from you guys so um, yes. Yeah, thank you. Thank you to everyone who reaches out and emails and give us, even if it's just your opinion on everything, it's just like, I can't stand what happened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you want to send us about like something that happened in the episode and you just want to like rant about Chris. Hey, we're here for it. <laughs> yes, we yeah. are. We want to hear all your thoughts and feelings. Yeah. I'm last... still just shocked that people listen to this. <laughs> I'm like, wait. <laughs> Every time someone reaches out, I'm like, wait, someone intentionally listened to this? <laughs> It's amazing. Are you okay? You don't have to do this. <laughs> you don't have to listen. Yeah, the last one I read, uh, the comment was agreeing with me with Eric's noodle arms, which I forgot saying <laughs> that, was funny. that. And like, I was, I, I think I was saying like, he needs to wear better fitting clothes as a, as a very, uh, uh, a person who's on a skinnier side myself. I, I understand the the struggle so but that was just so funny she was like he or she was like i just agree with the noodle arms i'm like when did i say that also i agree with myself because he <laughs> i love how you became the tan from queer eye for us on the show right <laughs> like get the fit right for your body type like, right, the tan. french tuck <laughs> okay with that I'll, I'll i'll definitely take yeah I'll... all right do you um... want to get into this review yeah, the show we're actually talking about, Married at First Sight. That's fair. That's <laughs> FYI, we love Queer Eye. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. All right, let's start with Virginia and Eric. So they met with Kevin, and they did the weird, like, where they don't have them in the same studio thing, and they put Kevin on a big TV and pretend like they're Skyping. Um, but anyways, they are still together, yeah. and they're now living in Eric's condo after all of their back and forth about how that's going to work. It seems like Virginia's, like taken over one of the extra bedrooms with her stuff and she called it yeah. her bedroom and for a second yeah, i was like did. are you just staying in that bedroom or like is this just where your stuff lives but they seem okay hey. like they've adjusted mm -hmm. 
I did consider, you know, there are probably some nights that she sleeps in that room because, you know, she's so used to having the cat sleep on her and Eric can't have the cat sleep on him. So she's just going to be like, all right, today's a cat day. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe when he's like doing, when he's working in a way for a That's couple true. of days that she can have the cats in that room or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, I like how she still isn't sure if he's allergic to cats. That's kind of funny. <laughs> she did bring it up. Oh, my God. I was like, please the don't drama. get this started yet. <laughs> We already had that conversation. Please let it let it lie. Yeah. And I've been, I was questioning his uh, outfit choices, but he looked good this episode. Eric, it was a solid suit. I like that. Mm-hmm. It was it, it was a vibe. Um, do you? I guess first question if for you guys would be like we've seen them before, where like they'll say everything is fine, but then we get to like see all the clips of them and we know it's not fine. So they're saying now that everything is fine, and I've read a lot of people saying, we don't believe you and all this type of stuff. <laughs> do you do you think that they're in a better place? Do you, you know, are what they're telling us, do you believe it? Or is this a bit of uh, trying to protect themselves and just rose-colored glasses type of situation? What do you think? That's a good question. I mean, I think they're probably having just as many arguments as before and the reason I say that is because this is not season what was that season 10 with Stephanie and I just blanked on his name oh AJ AJ yes where he was saying that their arguments were because the cameras they felt all the pressure and they were forced to have certain conversations at time they didn't really feel comfortable about it Mm -hmm. and he and then after the show fast forward they were like yeah the camera crew went away all their problems went away not fully, but okay. <laughs> summarize yeah. what they got. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, though, that anything's changed in terms of their arguments. And they just, hey, if that's what works for them, that's what works for them. Because it's their relationship, not mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they've necessarily gotten better. I do think, like... What I have noticed from Virginia's body language earlier in the season when they would have a meeting with the experts and they'd ask, like, how are things going? And she would visibly get kind of uncomfortable and, like, very Mm. fidgety. And she was like, yeah, I mean, things are... She wouldn't really do eye contact and she'd kind of look around like this. Yeah, but I think Virginia's body language has developed a little bit where when they were talking with Kevin, she did seem like she did believe what she was saying that like they were doing pretty good and that she was much more like at ease and calm around Eric and I think that evolution you can also see comparing their wedding day and how they were together especially her body language compared to now I think she's getting a lot more comfortable with him as they're spending more time together and I would think they get a lot more quality time now that the cameras are gone because like their time together is actually just them together and not like the, the cameras being there and all the crew and everything. Um, so I could see that kind of benefiting them, but I I don't think that, like, there's really ever, like, one big problem in a relationship. It's usually, like, that's the one that you say, like, if this is fixed, then we would be okay, and that's never true. Because <laughs> then if it does suddenly yeah. get fixed, there's still problems, and then you have to, like, find something else to say, like, this is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I think they're all right, but like you said, Mabel, like, if it works for them okay i don't i hope you guys are happy and like all right with it but i mean it's not not a relationship i would want to be a part of that's for sure 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny when you said the whole, this problem once it's fixed. I don't know if you've seen, there's this meme with like two dogs barking at each, at each other and then they like lift up the fence and the dogs can be right next to each other and they just stop <laughs> and immediately just like, um, and they like just start like licking each other and then they put the fence back down and then they start barking at each other aggressively. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. And that's like just... in New Girl when Schmidt is like, hold me back, coach, hold me back. <laughs> Wait, you're the coach, hold me back. <laughs> No, no, like, hold me, no. Uh, um, the only way I can pretend to be a big guy is if I, I'm being held back. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, your relationship analogy, exactly. that's the first thing that came to my mind. It's like, once this problem is gone, and then the problem's gone, and they're like, oh, but I don't really like you. Yeah. Let's bring the problem yeah. back. Let's bring it back. We have an excuse. Um, yeah, and then also I like uh, that, about you mentioned AJ and Stephanie. With them, I actually... I think I believed it more because a lot of their fights were like he was fighting with the camera crew. He was fighting mm-hmm. like you could tell that he was just frustrated during some of their recordings. So when they said that, like, oh, we have a better relationship now that the camera is not there. I just I believe that one a lot more. But with Eric and Virginia, a lot of their arguments had nothing to do with the camera crew. Like that would have happened. They were drunk arguments. Those happen with or without a camera crew. <laughs> That's you know, true. It's like... And they did get worse when they were drunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Arguments. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's more like... It's important to look at the pattern of... How do they communicate when they're frustrated... Versus what are the things that frustrate them? Because mm. there will always be things that frustrate them. Same with AJ. Like, sure, the camera crew was maybe the top stressor for him during that time... Yeah. But he doesn't handle frustration well. He he, he takes True. it out on everyone around him. Mm-hmm. Guess what? There's going to be a lot of other things that frustrate him in life. <laughs> and like, <laughs> So that's a skill he needs to learn. And I mm-hmm. hope he did. I have never been a huge fan of his. But <laughs> yeah. like with Eric and Virginia, I don't know if we really saw a meaningful improvement in like their skill set when it came to like dealing with conflict together and being able to talk through things without it being like this huge personal attack. So... Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, Iran, I think our our prediction was that they're going to say yes on decision day and then like break up before reunion day. Pull a was that Amber and Dave, um, who did that previous season? Arcadia but there's still Eric. that one. I was I definitely caught that one. I mm-hmm. want all the credit for that. But um, I'm very humble. Um, but I just with them. <laughs> They're still together, and I kind of think that they're going to remain together. Like, it feels like one of those relationships that, like, I wouldn't want in my life, but it works for people. Like, you know, I know people who are in relationships, unfortunately or fortunately, that are similar to that. And it's a lot of, like, breakup, makeup, breakup, makeup, and they've done this for, like, 30 years. So, like... It can be a long-lasting thing, it, you know. Um, so I think that's pro- I could see that being their dynamic, just because at the end of the day, they had like he is incredibly attracted to her, as he's mentioned twenty million times. She seems to I think she respects him. It appears like there seems to be like a mutual respect there, um, mm-hmm. and. 
so because of that, I just, it's not the most toxic thing we've seen. It's not the best, but I just, I think they're going to be together for a while. Yeah. I do. It is what it is. It is Mm -hmm. what it Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's see what else, what else would we see with them? Donna, Eric's mom. Yeah. Yeah. Donna visited. Mm -hmm. What do you think about her being included? It sounds like she was the first like parent to be welcome Mm -hmm. to the reunion. We had the first parent, the first pastor brought in here. <laughs> pastor Dwight with his attention-seeking self. Um, <laughs> we'll preview for oops. the later, later parts of this episode. Oops. I'm sorry. <laughs> did not mean to say that. I did. I guess, how do you mm-hmm. think, do you think that um, Donna provided kind of a a good perspective on their relationship? It was cool to hear how close she is getting with Virginia. That was nice. Yeah. Because I think that can mm. sometimes make or break a relationship. And if they also have, like, similarities, not to say that everybody marries one of their parents, but, like, if they have some similarities that help the uh-huh. relationship, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Okay, you said similarities to parent. I'm like, no, I do not want to be married to someone just like my mom mom i love you um (laughs) yeah it was interesting where she mentioned they talked about kids and virginia was like just to clarify when i said it was 50 50 i meant like if depending on if my partner had a strong feeling on it which is which is an interesting answer um I don't know what she means. So, like, if your partner really wants a baby, then you want one. And if your partner really doesn't, then you don't. No, like, she's okay either way. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's what I understood from her. Where, like, if, like, she's kind of, she would be okay, wouldn't feel unfulfilled or, like, sad if she didn't end up being a parent. But mm-hmm. if that is something that, you know, came up with her and her spouse and that's something that they... Uh, the spouse wanted and they talked about that she'd be okay with having that type of life too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So kind of like, I think she feels neutral about it from how she described yeah. it. Gotcha. Which I could understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was the, the the thing I was confused about, but it was great to see that like his mom is doing well after open heart surgery. That's scary. Very mm-hmm. scary Seriously. stuff. And her giving kind of more information about, I had two weddings in two weeks. <laughs> one was uh, to a person, one of my kids was marrying someone that they'd never seen before. Hey, that's that's a fair thing to be like, I'm not sure about this one. So <laughs> yeah. I I got no problems with uh, her, her viewpoint. Um, and yeah, it's, it's good to see that she has at least a, a cordial relationship with Virginia. That's, that's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. We also learned that Virginia had a false positive COVID test Oof. right before the wedding. Yeah. And so that almost didn't happen. I'm curious what they would have done if she was COVID positive. Like <laughs> a Zoom <point>. wedding. <laughs> I would, yeah. I would oh, have no. like been like, they're probably going to postpone it until she has her quarantine time and has a negative test. That's what I thought yeah. was going to happen. Yeah. Or, like, would they just, do they have a short list of other partners who would have been suitable? Because, like, with, with Brandon and Taylor, that's what happened Why Taylor married Brandon. That there was, like, a few other women who were supposed to be matched with Brandon, and for whatever reason, it didn't work out. 
So Taylor was like not the first choice for him. It's weird oh, to me I that like that. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. It's weird to me that like Brandon was like the one that they really wanted on the show. <laughs> like that's just <laughs> like seeing how everything went <laughs> and turned oh. out. I mean, I think him not under pressure and like just going through interviews, I could see him seeming like, yeah, this dude's got it. Like we we said it too in the beginning of the season. We're like, he's so confident. He seems like very sure of himself like he was with the other guys yeah for real though like he seemed like he would be fine and then the second shit hit the fan he was like a a toddler like emotionally he couldn't deal (laughs) see this is why i want a deep voice like the guy in allstate the allstate (laughs) guy commercial like i would be killing it in life right now if i had that okay i don't even know how i would use it but i would use it I'd be like a president by now, probably. I don't know, but <laughs> just you just seem so much more trusting and calm with a deep voice. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What was the initial thing? I got completely. <laughs> we were talking about Virginia's COVID situation. We're talking about Allstate. Now we're at Allstate and a goo wanting a deep voice. So. Oh, the content that our fans desperately are, are waiting to hear from us. I can already what feel the comment. <laughs> Tell Goo to shut the fuck up about Allstate. No one wants to hear this. <laughs> For a podcast that doesn't have any sponsors, we sure drop a lot of name brands. Like, That's all true. Our we sponsor for free. Uh, Speaking of which, I think it's about HelloFresh time right now. Oh my god. (laughs) Thank you to Agoon Ashley. I have tried. She tried a HelloFresh. We hooked her up with some free boxes. (laughs) And it was delicious. HelloFresh Hello Come on, seriously. (laughs) Okay, back to the show though. Back to (laughs) what we were talking about. The, The last thing I have for them is that it seems like Eric, when he saw some footage of himself from the season, had some self-reflection. Mm-hmm. And so he said that he realized he kind of came off a certain way in certain situations and kind of regretted it, didn't like it. And that's something that he's working on. I thought that was really cool. Yes, I mean, agreed. He, he kind of had a moment where he was like, oh, OK, this is actually how I'm I'm showing mm-hmm. up. And this it's not what I thought I was doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very I think that was like a smart, intelligent way of viewing it. And like, I feel like some people could see that and try to villainize the recording and the show. And he was like, no, like that, that was kind of on me. And I don't like that. And I, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I think that's uh... mm-hmm. now if he's going to follow through, I don't know. Hopefully he does. But mm-hmm. just watch Eric become like the best husband on this show. And we're still hating I'd love on to him. see that. <laughs> Yeah. Like, Maybe. let's do it. Let's go, you know? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there's, like, there can sometimes be a really big gap in how we think that we're presenting ourselves versus how yes. we actually show up. You know, yes. it's, like, a little bit of a, I don't know, I think about, like, when they, you have to go in and give a description for, like, a police sketch artist to, like, draw a suspect or something. And it's, like, you think you're describing something super accurately, and then you look at what they drew, and you're, like, that's not even close. Uh. <laughs> like, not even close. <laughs> But like that's that's all you can do because you can't. I mean, mm-hmm. you're on the other side of this. You, you can't see how you're showing up in the world until you can right. actually like look at a recording. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I think that spoke a lot to his character, where he was like, you know what, 
I didn't like how it came across at some point. So that was that was a very humble way to approach it because he could have been like some of the people on the show that's like, Psh, I didn't learn anything. Uh-huh. I didn't do anything wrong. Uh-huh. Like I was like, dude. Come see me outside, camera crew. Come see me outside. Handle this. Settle this right now. Settle this like men. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, I, I thought that was awesome to see. Like, yeah. hey, dude messes up sometimes. We all do. It's fine. Just yeah. learn from it. Keep going. No one really cares if you have some flaws. That's totally fine. Yeah. Because we Move all your do. journey. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's just what you do about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly, it's what you do about it. And I think he did it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're wishing you guys the best. Hopefully you have many years of having cats that you may or may not be allergic to. Suspicious. <laughs> kidding. Um, wow. Was this the couple that Kevin said in the beginning he did not see... Oh, that Staying was Claire together? and Ryan. That was, oh, that was Claire, Claire and Ryan. Ryan. Okay. He, <clears throat> Which is so funny. Smooth transition. Smooth transition. Let's just <laughs> do it. Perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. No, that's my absolute favorite because um, Ryan called him out right at the beginning. He was like, I don't know, man, for a couple you didn't think was going to make it at all. <laughs> and then they flash back <laughs> to Kevin being like, they are absolutely wrong for each other. Yeah. And then, like, he called them. Denzel Gyllenhaal or something? What the what the oh, heck does yeah. that mean? You gave him a very weird nickname. You took Denzel and Jake I Gyllenhaal. I don't know where that came from. What? That's so weird. I, I don't. I missed the backstory on that. I wasn't sure if it was like part of her interview process that something came up like that, or if he kind of like pulled that out of somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that reference either. I was just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, listeners, if you know what this yeah, reference is us. talking about, please fill us in. <laughs> right. We are lost. Also, if you have no hair, are you allowed to insult other people with hair? Like, a hypothetical question. <laughs> We're going to probably have to cut that out. But I think that was part of it. I'm just like, it's just weird, man. You can't talk about other people's hair. Yeah. So, that's getting cut out. <laughs> Well, it sounds like Clara has moved into Ryan's house, which we mm-hmm. kind of knew that that's what their plan was yeah. all along. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, you know, making some adjustments to his place. But it sounds like overall that's going fairly well. Yeah. Um, and I think overall, and they said this too, that they're really enjoying just not having the cameras around. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They seem Bye. like super <laughs> private. Yeah. I could I could see that being a relief. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah, like, it definitely felt they were also a little more in sync, too. I mean, I thought they were always in sync in their personalities, and they had a really good vibe together, but they felt a little more at ease now. They weren't mm-hmm. worried about being filmed and what to say and whatever. It just felt more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. clear that they have, like, very set things that they agreed that they were okay to talk about and others that they mm-hmm. weren't. You know, like when Kevin was trying to press them and see if, like, they had sex or not, they were just like, oh, I don't know, what, I don't know, and, like, just gave a non-answer mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. like, weren't about to anytime soon, mm-hmm. um, which I really respect that. It's like, yeah, you guys got together because of the show, and you kind of fulfilled your contract and being on camera, and you're here, and you're talking, and you're not completely shut down, but, like, you're letting mm-hmm. this be about your relationship now, which is the whole point. True. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Yeah, def- for sure, for sure. 
Um, <laughs> did you notice how many people said for sure that reunion episode? Like, he's he's infected multiple people. <laughs> like, Eric said it at one point. Like, it's just... It's the for sure spreading. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting. So there's two, three things that was pretty interesting for me in their situation. The first was the mustache, where, like... <laughs> That, that it caught me off guard. I was just surprised by that. But the interesting part was she, Kevin mentioned it and she's like, yeah, he, I've known of this mustache was the plan. Mm-hmm. And like, but just him continuing to go with this mustache, despite the fact that his partner doesn't like it. And um, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Live your life, man. Don't, don't let them t- t- tell you what you can't do with your mustache. Um, that, that was just really it. I, I just want to grow a mustache, mm-hmm. and um, you already have a mustache. <laughs> only a mustache. It's gonna be curly like his. Okay. <laughs> Support you. <laughs> that was the best answer. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, uh, do I have mm-hmm. to do this? <laughs> We always joke about, like, I met a goo and he had a full beard just like this, and he has never shaved it. And so I have no idea what this man's chin looks like. I'm marrying a man I have never seen his chin. Like, <laughs> is that a problem? Probably not. Maybe I don't have a chin. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all hair. <laughs> it never you, ends. You don't, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I was trying to joke about before that, like, maybe the mustache was part of... Because, like, Ryan seems to plan everything. Maybe it was his, like, mm-hmm. five-year plan of, like, try a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. It's... <laughs> it's, like, do a test period for, like, six to eight months and then reevaluate. <laughs> he's got it on his calendar. <laughs> like, everyone who he meets, he's like, would you rate my mustache from one to ten? How did this mustache Whoa. make you feel? <laughs> Have you ever heard about, like, when someone may consider getting a tattoo, a recommendation could be to, like, have it on your wall for up to oh, six months to a year and decide if you can look at the thing every single day and if you still like it? It's like, interesting. let's think about it for two months straight and decide if I still like it. <laughs> I really like that. That is really cool. I've never heard that before. Huh. So, like, before you get the, the tramp stamp, like, you put it on the wall and then you look at it to... Of all tattoos, you gotta pick the. T- <laughs> okay, Can't pick like the his tramp stamp, barbed wire arm tattoo. Like <laughs> you can't pick any other tattoo. Don't I don't actually? Why are you talking about my butterfly tramp stamp tattoo? That seems unnecessary. I don't know why they always had the name tramp stamp. Like it's fine. It's, if you want to have a tattoo there, live your I life. I just don't know why you picked live, laugh, love, and butterflies for your. <laughs> <laughs> to say it's a weird choice for you oh lord i am so off it <laughs> i'm off this this recording um uh-huh. but do you guys other question important question they talked about kids and kevin was asking about if um religion and where whether or not the kids would be raised in the church and they basically said their answer was that they're not sure about kids yet and they're going to work on it more um What did you think about that answer? It seemed spot on to what they usually give as an answer, which is a non-answer to some of those important questions. And Mm -hmm. they usually just like 
push it off to be like, I don't know, we'll figure that out later when we get there. We'll Mm -hmm. cross that bridge when we get there. Mm -hmm. So, who knows (laughs) what they're really going to do. Yeah. The way they said it, it seemed like they wanted to decide how they felt about it first before they talked about the kids thing. And I was like, okay, so we're not like firm on our feelings about this right now just Mm -hmm. as as like spirituality is a part of your life right now so that's a lot to figure out i think that's smart i i don't know everybody's like always really anxious for like a pregnancy or something to be Mm -hmm. like the big announcement during the reunions but i think that's ridiculous like (laughs) they've only known each other for six months at that point and while they a lot of them do have solid relationships already like, there is literally no rush to, to go into something as big and life-changing as, like, starting to raise children. Like, give yourself right. a little time to enjoy each other and make sure, like, you have a good foundation first. Like, I don't, like, that whole rush bothers me so much. So it totally makes sense to me why they would want to wait and, like, really think about things and, like, you know, have, because it's, it's an ongoing conversation about, like, if we had kids... How would you want to raise them in this aspect? And like Agu and I talk mm-hmm. about that all the time. We always say hypothet- hypothetical kiddos, <laughs> you know, like what what are the things that we would want to teach them, or what are the parts that we're scared about, what are the parts we're not so sure about? So it, it can happen. We can have this conversation over the stretch of our three, four years, whatever, until we actually do it, and then it's mm-hmm. not like all at once. So I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I think that's to be expected, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I. I... Of course, I feel the same. I I think with them, the risk is it feels like they're pushing it off because it's a difficult conversation. Mm -hmm. And I, I, like, I I fully get the people who view it that way because it kind of does look like that. It's like, eh, let's not talk about it because we might not like the answer type of answer. But Mm -hmm. um, considering how long it took them to, like, decide to say whether or not they love each other. And like, clearly there are a couple that needs to mold over things for mm-hmm. long periods of time. So yeah, it makes sense from that perspective. Like, of course, <laughs> of course they would mm-hmm. get that type of answer. Um, yeah, and maybe because they're not sure quite yet, they don't want to be held to something they may say now if they change their mind later. Mm-hmm. That's true, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, there's nothing wrong with changing your mind. Like, I feel like how we felt True. about kids was very different than the way we feel now and probably will be different, mm-hmm. I don't know, a year from now. So I think that's okay. Yeah. I think our feelings on a lot of the big stuff has changed over time. Mm-hmm. You know, like even the way that like we talked about marriage before has changed a lot. And like when we felt like that was the best timing and all that kind of a thing. Like these... The, these things aren't as fixed as I, th- I think we think they are. Mm-hmm. Do you think that changes over time because of who you are as a person or because, like, who you're with and what that relationship may mean? I think for us it was kind of both. Hmm. I think... Hmm. I don't know. I just I don't know. I just feel like people are constantly changing. Like, the person... Like, these marriages that you see that the couple has been together for, like, 60 years. Like, I, you have to imagine that there's been some significant changes to their personality, their belief, what they look like. Like, there's just, I feel like that's natural. And the relationships, 
I think like that's what decides if a relationship is going to work is how they're able to navigate whether or not when the person changes. Like I've mm. I've seen relationships personally that like they've been together for forty years and then they decide to get a divorce and it's like they kind of it's like all right you changed one more time and I just can't get behind this change that you are now and um so I I just. As cliche as, as it sounds, I just I think the change part is the only constant, you know. And there's like the mm-hmm. the core stuff um, that really mean a lot to the person. But you know, like I think th- some of my ch- viewpoints have changed because I have new information. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. if you have new information, you have more data. Like, of course, I, I feel like that's a, a reasonable thing to do to change and. Yeah, yeah I think that'd be interesting to even hear from the listeners like what things they've changed in the course of their relationships. And for me, I guess the biggest things that have changed are my deal breakers slash like must-haves in a relationship. Some of them being like religion, um, family relationships um the rock could... <laughs> i haven't mentioned him in a while more if he wants to decide to marry me i'm totally cool with i that. get that <laughs> I, I, I very i get that attracts <laughs> it's an aggressively good looking um, person it's just it's it's a lot yeah <laughs> sorry okay what are you saying um, no you're good you're good because like I don't know. I think it's also maybe new information where that new information may be, oh, wait, I thought I was cool with this, so I experienced it in a relationship and I realized, oh, wait, I maybe wasn't so cool with that as I thought. And as, I don't know, I go through life, life experiences, I'm like, I come through new things and I'm like, oh, actually, before, this wasn't such a big deal. Like, I could have been with someone. Oh, you know, an example of this. Um, so I know Barack and Michelle were at one point like had a di- like different opinion on even like abortion, um, and then by the time Barack became president, it's like obviously like you know he passed the laws that he did and we we like know what he did there. And I was thinking about that one day. I was like, if I were Michelle in that relationship back when you know Obama became president and he had this stance on abortion like what I have been okay with this and then what I have been okay with like how it developed over time mm-hmm. and I don't like that's a really interesting point to me because that's also a very um what's a controversial controversial topic yeah. when it comes to politics and I don't know some of those controversial topics mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know yeah no mm-hmm. I'm I totally like when I think about the things that in my head, when what I thought were my deal breakers, I think part of them were because you kind of then picture a person that you're going to end up with. At least I kind of did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So a lot of those were basically to reinforce this image of who I thought I was going to be with, in a, if that makes any sense. And I don't know if. I think that's the risk with having stuff like that. And as I've grown, I've kind of changed those things. Um, 
like a, a weird stupid example would be um like at one point i thought for sure i was going to end up with like a person who was like in academia i don't know why i just i always i just it felt like mm. something that was going to happen and i think mm. now that i think back it's just the people in my life who i really liked their relationships or their dynamics from afar one of the people happened to be in academia in my head as like a whatever teenager was like oh that means that it's a good relationship well like mm. of course not like whether or not your partner is a professor doesn't matter <laughs> mm -hmm. um so like s small things like that i think is uh yeah i think that's the the weird thing or like i just this one ended up kind of being true but like i never thought i was going to be with a person who was significantly shorter than me i just that wasn't a thing for me i know some people you know whatever prefer different things mm -hmm. but like that's super superficial like that doesn't that shouldn't matter <laughs> the height of the person um so i and when i wear heels i'm taller than you so yeah. jokes on you like, literally the opposite <laughs> yeah so it's uh yeah, I, I think a lot of that, it's, you know, you get older, you kind of see more stuff. And do you feel mm -hmm. like, Mabel, you're saying these things, do you feel like it's, because I think the risk is people feel like it's compromise, or do you feel like it's just your, um, your viewpoint has changed, you know? Good point. Sometimes I even have to think about that myself, because I like to be a very accommodating person when I can, especially in relationships, you know, try to make it work, etc. And so I know I have to catch myself and be like, am I changing whatever it is, opinion, whatever, because I want to fit into this relationship or because I am just growing as a person. And usually I like to step away and be alone and, and think about that and actually evaluate like whether or not like which one it is for me. Mm -hmm. um, but I think like that each, each person has to make that decision on their own too. Some people mm. absolutely like they want to, to change to fit the relationship because like that's what they, you know, strive for. They strive to be married. I'm thinking of Paige right now. Like she wants to be married and so she will do everything last, you know, resort like to make this work. Yeah. I'm not to that extreme. And I mean, I would hope that most people wouldn't change just for the sake of the relationship, but maybe um supported and because of the relationship like having this person helped me get to that mm. opinion decision point in my life whatever it may be not i feel forced because of yeah i totally get that mm -hmm. what do you two think i think I don't know i think there's kind of a fine line between the, the expectations that we have or like the the kind of things that we really want from a partner versus mm. like what the ideas we have of what we might want are. Mm. I kind of see those things. A lot of those is like, it's like a hypothesis of like, I think I need somebody who is, um, I don't know, like really mellow and easygoing. And then as you're dating or meeting new people, you're testing that hypothesis of like, okay, this is an easygoing person. Does that aspect of their personality actually vibe with me? And like paying attention True. to those things. I think just for a lot of ideas that we have, it gets into dangerous waters when 
we think our way there and we just never pay attention to how we're feeling in the moment when that thing comes up. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the bigger political topics or whatever, like if I haven't really sat down and lived through something like that, or, you know, had that experience, I might not have thought about it as in depth and really faced that as much as like I have thought about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's there's such a difference between like how we think something's going to go versus the actual experience. And so I think for me that all comes back to being extremely present and mindful when we are in mm-hmm. just our daily lives because all of the the lessons and the things that we do truly believe and are really true to ourselves those are happening all the time and we are getting that information. It's just a matter of if we're present enough to accept it and to pay attention to it and maybe prioritize spending some time thinking about it the way it sounds like you do, Mabel, where like, you're like, I need this alone time to think about this. Like, how do I feel about it? And really like giving yourself that space to figure it out. And like, that's awesome. Like everyone should do that. And so it's, I think once we get like so narrow in our beliefs that it's just it can't be questioned then Mm -hmm. i think that's where Mm -hmm. it starts to disintegrate because those things just don't exist like Mm -hmm. it's it's this whole spectrum out there and like your feelings will change over time as you change and that's okay like Mm -hmm. we are ever evolving and that's okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you know what else actually changed more more recently i'd say for me um in a relationship i've starting to realize that maybe being with a little more of an introvert suits me because I'm an extrovert I love to have people around me I can be like I can sit in the middle of a mall and just like I love the energy around me Mm -hmm. people talking I will you know stay up for the sake of hey people are still around kind of thing I love conversing with random people that I meet on the street and meeting new people wherever I go like I love to be that extrovert mm-hmm. um, in my like in my life and sometimes when I'm with like in a relationship or like that close with another extrovert like I get along with other extroverts too but like when I'm that close to someone in my life as an extrovert I feel it's not as like mesh as I kind of put it in my head sometimes like when I was you know even in college I was like oh I want to be with like the life of the party who knows how to I don't know put all the drinks together let's say because that's a college thing like <laughs> um, whipping out concoctions then, out here <laughs> right right like making the long island like <laughs> whatever um but then like as I kind of go through even like more dates I'm like mm, I see maybe I maybe mesh better in a relationship with someone who lets me be the extroverted side and and brings in the introverted side mm-hmm. To me like it's it's like that compatibility mm-hmm. piece a little mm-hmm. bit actually opposite attract but combat compatibility it's a balance yeah mm-hmm. balance yeah shoot wow we're getting mm-hmm. i mean i want to talk about this more but i'm worried that this is going to take up the entire episode so yeah, we might yeah, have to we should do we should do like a bonus episode on this kind of thing yeah. later because i think that's that's really cool territory yeah because like but yeah let's get mm-hmm. back to the review yeah. like i i'm with you with the extrovert introvert thing like the religion thing i I've got, I've changed drastically in how I view religion. So like, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm totally worth talking about later. So we'll, we'll record that at some point. <laughs> Thanks for hanging yeah. in there. <laughs> yes. Stay tuned. Yeah. Okay. So for Ryan and Clara, they also mentioned yeah. that they're going to get remarried 
so that they can have all their friends and family there. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very sweet. Mm-hmm. Very excited for them to be able to like do that on their own terms. And I, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Like have your mm-hmm. friend, like what they described as like, that's like, that's what I want a wedding. I would prefer a wedding to be is like the ceremony part. Yeah, whatever. But like being able to hang out with your friends and your family and just, just making it a big old party, basically. I, when that's sound like what yeah. they were describing and i'm like that sounds like every nigerian wedding i've been to like it's basically just an excuse <laughs> to hang out with people and and funerals for that matter too if, I, if i'm being honest so like i just everybody come together for it. it's like a, a major mm-hmm. event that like people come out from like 10 years ago and they come show up yeah and you're like oh yo, mm-hmm. yo time no see you have no hair now mm-hmm. what just stuff like that i, I don't know why i'm bringing this back you have a mustache now. You wow. have a mustache now. <laughs> and you got the curl at the end. What's with this curl? What beard moisturizer do you use for? Wow. Um, so yeah, so that's that was great. I'm happy that they're gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also wanted to hear what you thought about how Kevin pretty much forced Ryan to say "I love you" oh. to Clara. Tell me how you feel about that. Yeah. Of all the times that. He has been adamant about, I take things slowly, I need to process, I'm not going to say it. Like, you're going to say it now? Yeah. When you're in an interview? Like. Yeah. Also, what is with, okay, I'll get, I'll get to this later. I don't know why everyone thinks Kevin is their best friend. That's just annoying me a little bit, (laughs) but we'll get to that later, just, but yeah, you're right, Mabel. Like, he's been so adamant on taking that slow and I didn't agree with it but at least I respected the idea of you doing it on your own term and then for you to just say it like that like you know what I do I do think I love her it's just like like I almost wish he didn't say it then like clearly during that conversation with Kevin it hit him and he realized that I'm fine with that I wish he like saved it for when they were together and he could then say, oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. During that interview, it really hit me. And I do like that is so much more meaningful than, oh, uh, you know, I think I love you. And then looking over, I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, no, I love you. It's mm-hmm. that's just so anticlimactic, if I'm pronouncing that word right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think, Ashley? <laughs> Yeah, like you're saying, like it felt super awkward that it just felt like he was peer pressured into saying it. Yeah. And I think he has felt it for a while. Clara mentions mm-hmm. through his actions, she can tell he really cares about her and has always felt that way. Um, I wish I wish he would have just been like, you know what, Kevin, I appreciate what you're trying to do. Like, I want to make sure this is special for, for Clara and I don't think this would be a special moment. So I'm we're gonna go at our own pace with that but like Mm -hmm. thank you for trying like kind of just smooth it over and and change Mm -hmm. the topic a little bit because like it it seemed like clara was excited about it but it still feels like she was a little bit robbed of like she was an experience there and you know like it's not like this is the only time he's ever gonna say i love you to her it sounds like this has opened the door so now they can say Mm -hmm. that more freely and it's going to grow in meaning over time Mm -hmm. you know and all that kind of a thing but it just felt like a really shitty move on Kevin's part slash production. Just like let them be. Like don't yeah. don't make this weird. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be harsh 
er to Kevin in production, but with this one, I feel like Ryan himself made it a big deal, right? Like, he's the one who yeah. put all this, like, you gotta chip away at me, and you gotta, like, he's the one who put this, these words on a, a massive pedestal, and then for you to just be like, eh, yeah, no. It's, it's like being with a person who's like, you know what, we can't have sex until the first 90 days, and then, like, 90 day and 90 days goes by and then you're like walking home and they're like you want to have sex right now you're like wait what like i thought you cared about this so much you're just gonna drop it like it's nothing like it just it just just his own logic it didn't fit and like Mm -hmm. i don't think he Mm -hmm. should have made it that big of a deal that's my opinion that's fine whatever yeah but if you are gonna make it a big deal follow the fuck through man like just It makes it like arbitrary when something shouldn't be that like yeah. like plain and simple black and white rule. It's like no, like if you're really talking about how organic it should be, then let it be organic. Don't have this like Exactly. She kept saying this like grandiose moment that was going to become and sex and love were going to happen and it was going to be this like amazing thing and um there was something when he was saying um dang, I can't remember. I'll I'll have to come back to it. But yeah. I was just like, it was a little disappointing. I mean, I think it was also like a lapse on his part too. Like you could tell he was like, "Mm, how do I respond now? Do I play into this? Do I keep going? Do I try to announce it on television? Oh, you know, Mm -hmm. hey everybody, like I do Mm -hmm. love her. Or do I not? Yeah. Yeah. And he's so good at that normally. Like the way he like controls the narrative i that's one of the things i admire about him is like i think mm-hmm. we've seen a lot of people in this situation who do things that they normally wouldn't because they're in this reality tv world and he for whatever reason has felt to me like he is doing it the way he wants to do it so this is just the mm-hmm. one time that that did not happen and it just yeah i was a little bummed yeah i was bummed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess anything else for them? Like they had a really brief clip that they talked about money and how mm-hmm. like something about how Clara likes to buy gifts for her friends and doesn't follow a budget maybe the way that Ryan does. It doesn't seem like that became that big of a thing. Otherwise, it would have been included in the season. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that was new. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, also confirmed that. Was He's not a virgin. <laughs> he did. He did. In the most awkward moment of TV history. Of like, nope, not a virgin. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> that was funny. So, yeah. guess they're good. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. All right. Vincent and Brianna? Well, before yes. Before we move on, if you don't mind me asking, oh. do you think they're going to stay together longer term? Like. Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. I kind of see Clara, I guess, like coming more to Ryan's yeah. side on some of the things. She's just like morphing a little bit, like into the relationship. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure he is too, but like it, it seems more visible from her side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I see that too. And you know, I I don't think that's a bad thing if if she, you know, maybe she's felt this way all along. Maybe, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think they're gonna stay together for a while, and she—they're probably gonna have some very Christian babies and have mustaches and whatnot. Yeah, 
He ain't budging on that Christianity. No, his kids gonna be raised Christian. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> I think so. But yeah, we're glad you guys are together. Yay! Congratulations. We won't see you guys again because not they're not doing any of the couple cam stuff. So, um, oh, okay. right? I think Ashley said that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think this was before a spoiler, which we held on to, but. Um, of the, I mean, since we obviously know that the three couples who decided to stay married on decision day are still together at the reunion episode. Um, so Eric and Virginia and um, Ryan and Clara and Brianna and Vincent Brianna were Vincent. all like offered couples cam, oh. you know, continuations and Ryan and Clara declined because they just I think they just don't want cameras in their life anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the other two couples are going to be on couples cam moving forward, which will be really interesting. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I respect that. Like you got what you wanted out of this experience. Like if the mm-hmm. filming isn't the part that drives with you, like move on. That's fine. Totally. Like, you don't need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I respect that. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I do the same thing. Yeah, it's 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 mm-hmm. funny seeing how private of a person Ryan is that he was even on this show in the first place. I find that yeah. interesting. I mean, it Good point. it worked out. He found his <laughs> his wife. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not. I guess maybe that was why he did it. But yeah, it just it never seemed to mesh with him. I think being on this show, so. But that could be a good thing because we've talked about people like Zach in the past where it's like, are you on this show for the right reasons or are you on this show to publicize your yeah. personal life sure. or mm-hmm. you know, make your mm-hmm. career better? So it could be a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely just the right reasons. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. And I think she then said that. Clara was like, I was so worried about someone who was on this show for the wrong reason and mm. during his letter. And that's one thing, like, you can... De- I. You definitely feel like he was on his show because he wanted to find his person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Vincent and Brianna? Let's do it. Vincent. <laughs> Vincent. Vincent. <laughs> so they seem to be doing really well. They moved into Vincent's teeny tiny apartment. Wow. And <laughs> she kept saying they're sharing a small space together. The disrespect. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. it yeah. seems like it's a one bedroom. It does apartment and so so like for one person great when you're living there with another another human that that gets tiny really fast when i lived by myself Mm -hmm. i've never lived in a one-bedroom apartment like i really did you have wait really because he had an office space for his business yeah that's what i've always done too because i work remotely so Mm -hmm. i've had places with a spare bedroom i've just been lucky to be able to do that but to have the workspace completely separate from the living space. Yeah, and then in college, like, cool. the dorm I lived in, it was multiple. It was a two-bedroom, but there was four people in it, so technically it's a two-bedroom. And then when I lived off campus in apartments, it was everybody had their own bedroom, but then we had a living room. So I guess that's technically a one-bedroom, because I only had access to one, but, like, I stayed in... So I guess maybe that's inaccurate. But you were with roommates, yeah. But yeah, I had roommates and and we had more common spaces. But mm-hmm. yeah, so. Yeah. Makes sense. But yeah, so it yeah. sounds like they're doing a lot of compromising to be able to mm-hmm. live in that space and, and still keep a good, her, good energy. Her compromises are weird, though. Like sometimes the plates will be dirty. Uh, <laughs> her 
<laughs> Compromises are funny. Vincent, clean your plates. What are you doing, man? Don't have dirty plates in the... When Kevin made some comment about, like, I learned that, like, it's important to... Like, it's sexy to put things in the dishwasher. And I was like, yeah, congratulations, asshole, on doing the bare fucking minimum. Like, no. So she does No. Clearly. Do not, do not act like this is an annoying trait of your female spouse that you have to put your dish in the dishwasher. I want to cuss a you lot You know, they more. have a... I apologize they have a, to everyone for all my cussing, but wow. They have a calendar where instead of it being, like, sexy firemen, it's just men doing chores. I don't know if you've seen this. It's like the guy no sweeping that his stuff own makes house. Makes me so mad. The bare minimum. The oh my god. Bare minimum is celebrated. This is why, like, everyone gets so excited when men are babysitting their own children. Like, no, he's being a parent. He's not. He's giving his wife a break. Really? Does that mean that he's not doing most of the childcare or even half of it? Oh my Amazing. Gosh. The mediocrity. Mm-mm. Tell me how you. I feel like I'm the one normally ranting. This is this is. But I. Hey, I. <laughs> I'm not going to interrupt at all. Like this is great. <laughs> Preach. Preach. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. I do think that's a cultural thing, though. Like I was reading yeah. an article about like Japan in particular, despite the fact that men and women work uh, tend to work full time jobs, like men do like on average two hours of uh homework throughout the week compared to american guys do i think it's like six to eight hours or something a week so like you can tell it's it's a cultural thing i guess is my my thing Mm -hmm. of certain cultures Mm -hmm. is that right i don't i'm not saying it is but yeah i think that might be part of it is but it still seems I would argue that overall women do the majority of housework yeah. everywhere. Yeah, and it's totally unfair and it's bullcrap. But like the yeah. person doing it, typically you tend to be the more liberal guy. I think that's what they're when that happens, they're like mm. saying I'm a bit more liberal because I'm willing to do this. And mm. I can just yeah. I don't know why I'm trying to defend the guys out here. You're missing face. I, giving right now. I just uh-uh. I'm just putting the other side out there. I wash my plates. I am not doing, I'm not, I'm not one of them. I'm not trying to get a cookie when I vacuum the house. I just, I'm just trying to put the other side out there. Okay. Cool. cool. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was great. Yeah. So what else with them? Um, Vincent was talking about how he realized his anxiety came out a lot from just knowing he was on camera and being watched by millions of people all the time. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Totally. Your whole life is on blast. Damn. Yeah, I would feel that way Facts. too. <laughs> yeah. Especially because yeah. he wants to impress her and like he wants to be this suave, cool guy. He always talks about that. And, you know, it's Champagne thing. it's hard to just let yourself be a mess or just be whatever you're feeling in the moment for everyone to see and be able to judge. And like, that's a lot to, to make mistakes in front of people and. You know, not look the coolest, not look the best. And, like, I could completely get that. (laughs) And, I don't know, it seems like Brianna understands that, too. Where she's like, okay, I get that, like, with the horse thing. That, like, I put you kind of in a tricky position. Or the different things. And so, um, as far as their relationship goes, I don't think that will be, like, 
I think that one will actually be lessened a little bit by the lack of cameras Mm -hmm. in their Mm -hmm. life that like that will give him a little bit more space to venture out and try new things true and be okay with it so I mean that's good yeah Mm -hmm. and also maybe just even voice his concerns a little better I think he did it better with the horse riding, but in the salsa dancing, he just did not want to talk about it. He was like, I do not want to be here, yeah. and I'm just annoyed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, during the flashback, she was like, you having a good time? He's like, no, I'm not. I was like, damn. <laughs> He's mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So they also talked about visiting the DR, but then mm-hmm. also something, and if anybody can clear this up for us, please do. The way they phrased it, I am unsure if they were saying that they wanted to visit the DR and buy a condo there, or that they were going to visit the DR and also buy a condo, like, in Atlanta, in Atlanta. or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it sounds like you thought they said condo in, Atlanta, or condo in the DR. That's what I thought. I understood condo in the DR because that's, one, a popular thing. You have a place to go back to. Like, yeah. My family's from DR. We've also considered it. And later, when they were talking about kids... Um, or when Kevin had asked what's in the future or whatever, um, he said house and she said kids. So I was like, okay, he said house, not condo, and this is uh, mm-hmm. what's in the future, like new, I don't know. So that's how I took it, yeah. but I could be completely wrong, and it was just, he happened to say in the same sentence, but it's two different countries. Yeah, yeah. I'm very curious about that, because that'd be cool. They had, like, an, another place that they could go stay for a while, and, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure he has family still back there and friends, so they can kind of be in both places. Mm-hmm. Um, very convenient yeah it's mm-hmm. interesting hearing condo is the so like it, it that's a common thing with nigerian oh, yeah. families too is you want to have yes. something in for lack of a better word the motherland um but it tends to be with nigerians it's like you are building a house like that's the thing like you bought the land you know you've mm-hmm, got the mm-hmm. the concrete and and you build a house and that's your family home and that's where you go mm-hmm. but for dr it's more condos is that like just it's harder to oh, build 100%. a house yeah. in dr or mm-hmm. it depends on where you are too so like if you go out to the country so like my family out in the country they you know it's a house for sure they have like the farm and mm. the chickens and i've never chased a chicken but my cousin's out um <laughs> and like my family though in the capital it is super expensive. That makes sense. It's like, yeah. it's so expensive. They talk about it in terms of dollars because I think the peso right now is, um, Mari, 42. Like, it's a lot. 42 and, to $1? Um, exactly. 42 pesos to $1. <laughs> you, and like it's... to talk about that in terms of pesos, it'd be like in the billions. It's, it's yeah. so much money. Yeah. Um, and so people in the capital and even in Putacana, like the resort cities, I would say that it's usually a condo that you live in because it is just way too much money to own a house. Mm. And whenever you do own a house, usually they're trying to buy you out so they can build a tower of condos. Wow. Yeah, for sure. That's interesting. Okay, so that makes sense. So that's why the condo, if you do want to have something in DR, it'd be a condo because you want to be in a city. You want to be in the capital. Cool. I gotcha. Also, the 42 pesos, one naira is 400. One dollar is 400 naira. So it's funny that you're... 400 naira? Yeah. Like, when I was in Nigeria, I was a millionaire because I had, like, three grand or four grand in my bank account. And I was a millionaire. Like, the, the the currency difference is significantly different. It's big. 
Yeah. Like if you're buying a car, it's like, oh, it's going to be 15 million. Like that's what cars normally go for or 5 million. Um, yeah. Because it's the same price. It's just, you know, it's in uh, Nigerian currency. It's just bigger. Um, mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. That's crazy. And so usually when you talk about property (laughs) values in real estate, do you use dollars or Naira? Uh, I think they, I think it's still a Naira, um, but they're definitely like, there are some, I know some people who have jobs in Nigeria and they pay them in dollars, even though Mm. they're in Nigeria. So it really does depend. I think with Nigeria being an oil country, like a lot of the the government's revenues generated through oil sales oil for most of the world is sold in dollar so because of that like naturally dollar mm. is is a big deal so okay. um but i mean that's a whole like if you ask me you should have more control over your currency than you use someone else's reserve currency but that's a whole political thing mm-hmm. but uh but to the actual show <laughs> that we we're talking about <laughs> That makes sense, though. So maybe they want to get like a condo yeah. there and then a house in ATL. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. And go visit and vacation and stay at their condo and not have to worry about finding a place mm-hmm. to stay when they go. Mm-hmm. She did great with mm-hmm. the Spanish test. Like she's a the Spanish test. She's a trooper for for going through with that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so proud of her. How open she is about like just learning a new language yeah. and because this she didn't know she was going to be paired with someone who spoke another language. She was down. Yeah. She was just like, cool, this is my husband. This is yeah. his native language. Like, yeah, if it's important to him, then sure, of course I will put in the effort to try to learn, exactly. you know, some of the basic vocabulary and, you know, work on it over time and, you know, all that kind of a thing. That's that's really nice to see. True. True. They also had, apparently, a switcheroo on how they feel about babies because <laughs> oh, they watched, yeah. what, his, his nephew or something, they so. babysat. And so now Brianna said she has baby fever and Vincent is pumping the brakes like, I don't know about this. <laughs> Too much. I could not Too sleep. <laughs> this baby kept me up I'm all out. night. Mm-hmm. I think that is yeah. a great way if you're, and that's something that like, I think Agu and I plan to do is like my sister and brother-in-law are, are expecting a baby this summer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we get to be the aunt and uncle and we get to see what it's like to look after a little baby and hang out with them and take them places and you get to return them home at the end of the day <laughs> see what it's like it's not like grandparents like isn't that that's the thing my grandma used to say she's like oh i love being a grand a grandma it's great i get to have the good times and then ship them back home with them. Uh-huh. fill them with candy and send them off to have the sugar rush <laughs> that's right that's right exactly yeah and you have mm. you're an aunt Mabel. so did you I have am. that experience like watching oh, the little, sure. little ones <laughs> Like, yeah. I, there were, there are moments, oh my gosh, like, I love all of my nieces and nephews. Uh-oh. Nibblings, apparently, is what they're called. It's like the siblings, but for nieces and nephews. Um, oh. Nibblings. <laughs> oh, okay. I know, right? right? My friend taught me that way. I like it. I'm down. Nibblings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nibbling um, parenthood. A little and there bit. are moments when it's, like, super helpful to know how I would like or, like, to not be a parent because I can kind of have those I'll look, trial times. It's like, yeah, like I'm with them. I was like, I actually really do want to be a parent. I do like being a parent. There's one time when I took them all to some arcade place. I think it was like 
Michigan Adventures, was it? I can't remember. I thought it was a good idea to like, oh, I can send them to, I can come to this park and that way they can all run around and rush their energy off and I don't have to worry about exhausting the energy for them. The worst idea I ever had in my life. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I get there and they spread out in every different direction. I'm, I'm one person. Wait a second. Wait a second. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Don't go in seven different directions. <laughs> How many are there? Seven, clearly. Um, there's five. Oh, okay. No, there's five. Five. That's, that's a lot, <laughs> but though. But it felt like 27. <laughs> yeah. Five kids. Yo, that's a oh, lot. I know. It's a lot. It's a, like, between two brothers, though, like, um, but there's five total. Hmm. And I'm, like, and it's helpful, but it's also helpful to, like, be, like, reminded a little bit I'm not ready for that yet. I, I love kids, and I do want kids, but right now I don't want that responsibility of waking up in the middle of the night to crying Mm-hmm. Making sure that they're doing homework, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, ah, oh, I'll wait until I can fully commit my life to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because that's just it. It's like a life change into, that's like a, it's a big 180 into like a whole new yeah. way of living. And like, that's where all your time is going to go now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a big decision. So, yeah. 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 I, I get it. Nibbling, mm-hmm. I like it. The joke I made before was like, you're nibbling parenthood, which... I think that's why I like oh. the term. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it's a great way of seeing how, like, I freaking, I am great with kids. I've, I've like, always had, I think, uh, childlike in many of my behaviors. So that, like, works with kids maybe or whatnot. But I just, I like the idea of being able to, like, see things for the first time through a kid's eyes. That's always super fun. Like, the Michigan, Michigan Adventure thing that you mentioned, I've gone there so many times. Going there with a kid who's, like, never experienced that before is, like, super cool. Like, they're, like, you get to start all over again. Um, but I have noticed I tend to like them kids when they're, like, old enough that they have personalities. I think that's the thing I'm realizing where, like, from, like, six onwards where I'm, like, oh, this is, like, I'm learning about your personality where, like, before then, it's just trying to get milk and needs you to wipe its butt. <laughs> and it's harder for me to connect <laughs> with that. I'm sure if we were to have a hypothetical baby, there are, like, hormones that are released in you that make you connect to them. So maybe that's different, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. that's always been the thing that I've noticed um, when it comes to kiddos. Mm-hmm. So. There is actually a really interesting research paper I read on that, like, the like the hormones and chemicals that come out to connect you more with your baby happens uh, like a lot in mothers because they're carrying the child mm-hmm. not guaranteed but either way whether it happens in either parent it's very intentional mm. and it's kind of like you let that you know mm. drive hormone chemical etc like hmm. happen in you and so not happen. It doesn't happen for everybody, especially if they don't want it to. But yeah. it can happen if you want to. One of my favorite articles I read was like why babies have large eyes so that they look cute, so you're less likely to eat them, and just like stuff like that. That's a very dark thing. But I was just like, oh. if that's the only thing keeping you from eating a child, then you should be locked up. <laughs> oh, that's why you got the big old eyes. But then you always have the expression, "Oh, you're so cute, I could eat you." <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh no yeah oh no oh gosh some kids oh. probably traumatized from someone saying that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yet another reason why Disney will never work with us, probably. They're like, damn it. <laughs> talked about eating kids. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess we've kind of, t- we've probably talked about everything with them. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I take that back. I think, yeah, we kind of hit all their, their stuff. Their little flashback with his boot camp thing. Cringe. So awkward. Cringe. It was awkward. It was weird. It was so awkward. Yeah. I hated every second of it. I was like, you're clearly doing this because you feel like you have to. It's weird. You have banners with your face on it. <laughs> the the water Why bottle are... thing. I was like... He had Vinny juice? That's gross. Don't say that. <laughs> he was trying to be funny. Yeah. I was like, okay. I just... I, I, mean, I appreciate A for effort. Exactly. D for execution. <laughs> B for effort. D for execution. I'm sure there's yeah. a joke there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's a joke there somewhere. Yeah. All right. So I I have all the hope that Vincent and Brianna will stay together for a oh, while. Oh yeah, for sure. I think so too. Ooh, I mm-hmm. I take that back. One other thing, she mentioned the whole like at work I have to be very assertive and blah blah blah. And I I like that Vincent went out of his way to like say how awesome and how much he admired that she is an engineer and that. She's mm-hmm. so badass at her at her career um, and her work life, and I think that was I think that was good to yeah to just to say. And his thing about like some little girl somewhere, if you want to be an engineer, you can do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's such a cheesy line, but like it's a great line. And it's very true. So yeah, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really I'm happy that they mm-hmm. they mentioned that, and uh, yeah, it was very important. Yeah. Exactly. Woman in STEM. It's great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of ladies. Ladies. They had a yes. conversation with all the ladies of this season, um, all together talking with Kevin. Sounds like they have really bonded. This this is kind of a common pattern, I think, across a lot of the seasons that um, the women in particular kind of form a really close friendship. And so it sounds like they traveled together. They went to Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like four of them went to Mexico together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That Clara couldn't make it, couldn't make mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But yeah, um, so they just hung out, got to relax a little bit, decompress. It's awesome. That's cool. um, yeah. I mean, what, what did you think about like having them all together, like their conversation with Kevin? I liked their bond that they formed over time, and hopefully they keep it going and they mm-hmm. take the more trips they were talking about. If not, hey, they still had a really good bond while it lasted. I thought that was really cute. And it was funny when Kevin was like, did you talk about the show? They're like, Psh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we talk about it way too much. It's done. I get that. <laughs> right. Yeah. No more to say. <laughs> I totally get that. Yeah. 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 Unfortunate Claire wasn't able to make it. I like how she was like, they FaceTime me. I was like, that. that's rough. Aww. Like, There's nothing worse than FaceTiming people who are living their best life and you're like at home. I'm just like. Oh, oh, you're at the beach of, you're in Bora Bora. Yay, good for you. I'm not mad. I'm not. Postcard, wish you were here. <laughs> yeah, me too. Or just them aggressively taking tequila shots. And I'm just like, oh. Cool. <sighs> yeah, but I'm glad they, I'm glad they had a good time. Um, yeah, glad they had a good time. Mm-hmm. One thing mm-hmm. that I thought was particularly I guess I don't know what to classify it as, but 
Kevin had a very pointed comment to Haley about um, her experience mm-hmm. with Jake, especially with Jacob earlier in their relationship, like on the honeymoon. And he he was kind of trying to needle around the point that it seems like she was, you know, putting a lot of effort into the relationship for the first few days and that yeah. um, she and Jacob had sex. And that after that, it seems like she really pulled away where, pretty hard from the relationship. Where, where? So obviously he was trying to get at like how how bad must the sex have been you know like really trying to get to this yeah, like yeah. really sensational yeah. thing um drama and like i was watching the other girls reactions as like Haley was trying to navigate this minefield and my feeling of it was that i i mean it's clear Haley and jacob there's not really the chemistry there mm-hmm. in any way like just from their conversations like as friends to being like attempting a relationship to like physical chemistry does not exist and so i feel like kevin was trying to set her up to be like oh yeah like he was so bad at sex it was like there there was Mm -hmm. no way this was ever gonna happen when Mm -hmm. like that's such a oversimplified way to kind of diagnose what was wrong with their relationship like, mm-hmm. sometimes two people aren't sexually compatible, and that's totally normal, fine, and okay, and mm-hmm. doesn't have necessarily mean that, like, someone's sexual skills aren't great. It's just that they're not compatible. Like, what one what works for one person might not work for someone else. And so I was just really annoyed at that question because it was like, why do we have to hate on Jake? Like, their relationship is done. It didn't work mm-hmm. out because of mm-hmm. both of them. But also because they are not compatible together, and that's okay. But we don't have to be like, well, it's because X, Y, and Z about Jacob's sexual performance. It just felt, like, super unnecessary to me. I don't know. What did you think about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. It was, like... It's kind of like one of those friends that tries to find the drama, and it's like... Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about that right now. Like, that's not what this this conversation is going. I mean, like, I... I sometimes also like to talk about drama, gossip. Like, it's entertaining sometimes. It's like, I feel attacked right now. Okay? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I mean, realistically, it was just one piece of mess that their relationship became. And even then, if it were only the sex that was bad, then they probably would have kept having sex and we would have seen like a different relationship over time I mean mm-hmm. the yeah. fact though that it ended so quickly and so like poorly in the first week of their marriage I mean I do think they didn't the way you said try that hard enough but... either person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh yeah no I, I'm I'm totally with you I think this was one factor in a a plethora of issues that they had um i was listening to a a review um i'm so sorry i can't remember her name but i promise i will remember it next time we talk about this because i like listening to her her uh her videos but she mentioned that Haley essentially gave the same answer that chris did in terms of i wasn't really feeling this person so i tried having sex with them to see if i would make me like them and everybody is all big mad at chris but no one is angry at Haley. like everyone is just completely fine and i'm not going to 
like I know it's very easy to be like, oh, this person can do it. Why can't the other person do it? Different genders, different world situation. Like that doesn't, Mm -hmm. everything doesn't work for everyone. So I'm not going to fall into that trap of an argument. But I think um, it's helpful to view it from that perspective. Like just like Chris Mm -hmm. clearly did not find Paige attractive the sex was not going to help in that. It just wasn't. And I think it's the mm-hmm. same thing with Haley. Like, she already felt some kind of way about Jacob. Sex was not going to help that. Mm-hmm. It just, it just, it just wasn't. And um, so, yeah, it's really easy to be like, oh, it's the sex. That was the issue. And no, they didn't, they didn't like each other. It was, how did, what did Jacob say? It was like eight month, eight weeks of really bad first dates, essentially. Like, mm-hmm. It just, it was, they didn't have it. Um, I think, I feel like I said this before, but I think the fact that she keeps on trying to villainize Jake, and I don't know if she's doing this intentionally, but just when they ask you this type of question, it's it's okay to just be like, yeah, it didn't work out. Like, you trying mm-hmm. to say, like, it's his fault that they didn't, from what I've read, most people think it's Haley's fault, honestly, and I kind of agree with them. And that's fine. Like, if you're just not into somebody, you're just not into somebody. But trying to be like, I was trying and I was putting in all the work. <sighs> okay, fine. It's just, it just, it feels hollow, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So they didn't like each other, and that's cool. And I hopefully she'll find her person and he'll find his person. Um, do you think I'm being fair with that, Ashley, or am I? <laughs> Does that? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think it's also like there's never just one person who's at fault. Exactly. <laughs> like it's it's always a mixed bag, and it might be like a little bit more on one person than the other. But like, I don't even feel comfortable saying like whose fault is it more between Haley and Jacob. It's like, well, the the first thing we're starting with is like an incompatibility in chemistry, which like Mm -hmm. the experts did what they thought was a good pairing. I think they, you know, obviously they thought that they would work on all the different levels, whatever, and it was worth a shot. But like you can't, there's no way to know if some two people are going to have chemistry. Like you just Mm -hmm. don't until you see them together. So I think that was the first problem. And so then it's irrelevant if, if either of them like did things or didn't try or tried too much or whatever because like if that chemistry mm-hmm. isn't there and they both weren't like if they had like two pages you know the way that she was committed to marriage they probably yeah. could have forced it to work yeah. but like that's also not a relationship I don't think anyone really wants to be in mm-hmm. right or, like, should it have, have to, worked yeah it's like building a house instead of moving into an existing one it's like yeah you can still get a house but you're going to have to work really hard mm-hmm. <laughs> and learn a lot of new skills and mm-hmm. you're gonna have to do a lot of remodels because you did it wrong the first time and like if you're willing to do that that's fine but you can also move into a house that's already there and it's got plumbing and look there's you know electricity and stuff <laughs> like the rooms are organized in a logical way and it's not just like a big hallway you know it's just i don't know it just it just didn't work and that's okay and i think we're mm-hmm. the instinct is just to like find blame and point fingers and all that stuff and it's just like yeah it's just life things don't work out mm-hmm. sometimes like yeah yeah that's all right <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 and i i think there's this <sighs> thing about villainizing the guys in particular on this show and i feel it all the time mm-hmm. and 
I don't think it's intentional, but like, how the hell is Jacob the bad guy in this situation? Like, the way that Kevin was wording it, just it's like, really? Yeah. I just, mm-hmm, it just, mm-hmm. I don't know. But, um, yeah, like you said, Ashley, there's, it takes two. And at the end of the day, I think mm-hmm. this is the best thing for both of them. They would have been awful if they remained married to each other. Like, yes. 100%. Like, they should, they would have, yeah. like, been toxic. Yeah, it would have been a miserable marriage. Yeah, like they did the right thing. They came to the right conclusion of let's not be married. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. what they should have done. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. Yeah. I'm happy that they're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So last and most dramatic. The moment. We had Chris and Paige. Guess what, guys? They're still divorced. Um. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, I don't even. Thank goodness. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like they tried to go to counseling briefly mm-hmm. to see if they could reconcile. Very interested what came up during that conversation. Doesn't sound like they, you know, were in counseling for very long before they were good with continuing to stay separated. Mm-hmm. Sounds like they mm-hmm. still had contact, obviously, because of that, um, which we were a little concerned about before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much do you really think they were like in each other's lives after decision day? So when Kevin asked that question and they talked about counseling as their answer, I was convinced that they were going to be sleeping together this whole time, that they were just going to stay in each other's lives like nothing happened. Because after decision day, it's kind of felt like that. They were like, Mm -hmm. we don't know. We're going to see what happens. We're going to figure it out. But I'm like, "Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. that just means you're going to keep going back and forth to each other and nothing's going to change. I mean, Kevin said it sounds like he mentioned that they were considering moving in together uh, at one point. I think they've been st- seeing each other still. If Like, they're not going to announce it, but I think that's what's going mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why they tried to make it work is because they were, like, still doing it. And they're like, Let's, maybe this could be a real relationship. Um, yeah, I yeah. wonder if... I wonder, because when Paige was sitting there next to Chris, she's answering questions. Her body language, the way she was looking at him, made me feel like she was very frustrated with him and like wasn't trying to really make allowances for him and was uh, very much back on the side of like, you're the worst. I'm not interested in having a relationship with you. Like, you hurt me a lot. I'm good. I'm showing up because this is part of my contract, but... Like, I'm not trying to make anything out of this. But I think, I'm, I wonder if, like, outside of the filming, when they do have contact, if they're hanging out, they're doing whatever, that it's it's the lower drama stuff, right? Because it's just like, we're going to go to dinner, we're going to just talk, and it could be a lot easier to fall for his, like, his whole thing, mm-hmm. because it's it's a little bit more low-key, Whereas when they're actually, like, filming and doing these things, like, they can't have a conversation without it, like, someone raising their voice or something big happening where it becomes, like, so heightened that it's, like, impossible for Paige to ignore that, like, this dude has some things to work on, mm-hmm. you know? So I wonder if it's, like, outside of filming, that's where she sees kind of the potential of, like, this is more, like, everyday kind of Chris, this is maybe okay, 
whatever but once they get to filming something and anything to do with the show then like it's like a crisis point because it all comes to the surface mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i think we can't you can't force somebody to make a decision that you want and i think it's going to be up to her and and him but most likely her to decide that she is done with the relationship and you know i i think the whole world it feels like it's like you guys should not be together but the only two people who really decide that are them right so that's what pastor cal said yeah like his whole thing about i can only be as angry at him as she is like i i 100 percent agree with that and i think that's like some a mature like a person who's seen this who's seen life happen answer like it's just like for whatever reason they are like drawn to each other um and i just like like as far as they might be together now they probably are like i don't see why they wouldn't be because now it's going to be a like us versus the world thing so now you guys have that in common i just i don't i don't see how i just I, i just i think they're still together um something i i feel like i always like to defend the guys and try to bring the guys perspective i'm going to have to let go of my defending guys perspective for this one but this season chris kevin this episode has been so unfair to Paige. like this is getting ridiculous Mm. like it is not Paige's responsibility to be in between these two grown men fighting and yelling at each other Mm. like that's that's unfair it's just it's not fair if you want to bring pastor dwight on this show i'm i'm skipping forward but whatever like if you want to bring him on the show i think that's a shitty move i'm just going to be completely honest this is some real housewives of atlanta type stuff Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. some it's just it's a shitty move you want to do it fair Mm -hmm. don't put Paige in the middle of this and that's what i was thinking yeah do you think then he should have just had Paige leave the room because i feel like normally that's what they would do wouldn't they they'd be like hey let's have a conversation between these two people only when kevin was like hey can you calm chris down you have security there if you are that concerned send the security there don't have page in between whatever one 150 page trying to divide up two guys or two something like that's that's unfair Mm -hmm. that is freaking unfair and it just that just it frustrated me and i feel like time after time after time she's gotten the short end of the stick this season of no fault of her own like it's not her fault that she's married to someone who is essentially a narcissist potentially like i don't know what's going on with him but it's not fair and her entire storyline has been that she had to like sit down and watch as he described her as ugly and all this stuff and like it's just it's unfair and i don't i just i hate it i hate it and i felt this way i felt this way a long time with this episode in particular just solidified it to me that it's just not fair it's not fair and just i hate it i hate it i hate it so much Mm -hmm. and it makes i like i love this show and it's well 
maybe not love. I really enjoy this show, and stuff like this knocks you out of it. Like that's not what we yeah. watch this for. Okay, I'm done. You're right. It's almost like a pawn for the drama, right? It's like, oh, like let me use her to entertain everybody else and myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I was pretty worked up when we were watching the episode because, yeah. like, to your point, like, if they want to pull this stunt of, like, have Pastor Dwight show up and we know that there's this beef with him and Chris, all this shit, like, yeah, don't have Paige sitting between them. Like, she is constantly put in the position of being physically between Chris and someone who he's fighting All with. the time. And that is not only, like, worried about her safety, but also she is doing emotional labor that she will just never, ever be, like, um, what am I trying to say? Like, no one's doing emotional labor for her. She's doing way more mm. emotional labor for everyone around her than she is ever receiving. I feel like mm. the women on like of the season 12, you know, are being that for her that emotional support and they're doing some emotional labor but in the context of her relationship Mm -hmm. with chris and the way that they're being like interviewed and and stuff throughout the show she is always the one that is responsible for checking him and for you know like coming between him and calming him down and and trying to get everyone to chill out and like what is she getting from that like Mm -hmm. it's like that is the most unfair position for her to be put in. And I just, I have a really hard time seeing how the show can justify the way that she's been treated throughout this, because I think they're putting like Chris and other people around her as the proxies for why she's had such a hard time. She's had a hard time because of the way the show has been set up around her and her story. She should have been given and like all of the outs, all of the support, all of the like, ways out of this the second basically like the night after like their their first wedding night whatever like that should have been a time where they sat her down like yo like this is this is really bad <laughs> like we need to make sure that you're okay we're gonna give mm-hmm. you all these resources it's up to you if you want to take them but these are always available to you and we're gonna be checking in with you constantly because yeah. we are not seeing good stuff happening right now and I don't think that ever happened I think yeah. The show and the storylines were prioritized and it was like it is massively unfair if i were her i would be furious <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah because even when we're you know talking about it on the show right like we, they get so much more airtime they get so much more airtime than like brianna and vincent who are doing so well and we can have so many great things to say and see some really interesting stuff but mm-hmm. it's more entertaining to watch someone lose their cool on television and mm-hmm. stir up drama between people and let's use her to you know have more stuff to talk about and it's very frustrating that she has to be put in this position because I feel like it's taking a mental toll on her that's I'm sure like you know now that even it's airing she's like still having to go through and how many months later is this it's just like never ending almost yeah Mm -hmm. and when i went through that whole rant about like meredith i'm sorry real housewives of atlanta and stuff like that with those type of shows a lot of people try to like villainize the people who make the show 
like Mona and mm-hmm. all these people. They're like, oh, they're bad. And if you're going on that show at this point, you know what it is. Like, you know, you know what they're going to do. You know that this is part of it. So I don't have, do I like to watch that? No, but I don't think what a grown adult decides to do and put themselves into, that's on them. And I, and I'm, mm. and I'm a lot less, uh, disturbed by that because that's what that show is you know if you're going into football you know that you're you there's a very high chance you're going to get brain damage we have multiple doctors Mm -hmm. saying this we have multiple people if you decide to go into that sport it is what it is like you can't be surprised you can't be whatever we all know that now um not that it's right but we all know with this show why is she defending someone she didn't decide to marry this person you put her with this person and then you're asking her to like defend the actions of that person that is unfair if she married him herself okay fine she didn't you you put her with this guy and then you're asking her to have to step up every single time and be the good person and it's just it's frustrating it's very frustrating and I feel like this was probably unintentional. I, I I don't think the people on the show are evil or anything like that, but this relationship, this was a this is just it's a black eye for Married at First Sight, in my opinion. And I'm not gonna quit watching and all this stuff, but this is a freaking black eye. Like you're just infuriating when Kevin was like, I think you need to apologize to black women in particular. Don't try to pull that bullshit. Don't try it. Because you know that you're putting her with someone who's going to say this and then try to be surprised. Like, mm, it's just, it's gaslighting. It's gaslighting. It's gaslighting. It's unfair. Probably going to have to cut all this out. But it's just, it's, it just, it infuriates me. And I really hope. So I want to make. I want to make sure I understand what you're saying. So you're saying it's frustrating to you when the show tries to do like the virtue signaling of like, you would need to apologize to black women when they've set Paige as a black woman up to be emotionally abused throughout this. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. No, I just want to make sure we, we get your point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. the main thing. Like when you, Chris saying that he's not attracted to someone is not him attacking all black women. But I get why that was such a big deal, him saying that. I understand that. But at the end of the day, they're the ones who put him with her and continue to do so. Like, I get it if the first time he lied in interviews, he didn't know that. I get that. Like, he is he lies. So I could see people thinking, okay, he's a good person. Once you know that he isn't, and you're still recording this, you're still putting them together, you're just doing that for the drama. You know that, and, mm-hmm. and I'm fine with that. Like, But then don't try to play innocent when that blows up. You know that he's good TV, but an awful person. We all know this right now. We all know this. Like Him walking away, was that a surprise to anybody? He's done this four different times. But then don't mm-hmm. try to be surprised. Like, I can't believe he would say this. I can't believe. You know he was going to do this. Just... Mm-hmm. it's the same story every single time and I also get frustrated um, so him I'm just so over anything he ever has to say watching him even the 
I repent. Like, dude, shut up. Yeah. I'm so sick of hearing you even talk. It's it, even just looking at you. It's so annoying. But then I also am a little upset with Paige to be like, girl, why do you keep entertaining this? Stop defending him. Just sit down and just let him play himself the fool because that's what he's doing. You have nothing to do with that anymore. If you really are past this moving on, you have nothing tying you to you to this. Stop bringing yourself back into the situation trying to defend him. For what? What are you gaining mm-hmm. by trying to help him save face? He clearly does not care to save face. That is right. all on him. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish to, like, just think for one second about how much Chris has prioritized Paige. He hasn't in, in literally any way no. whatsoever. No. Paige has prioritized Chris and his feelings and his life crises since there's been several every single time like this is what i'm saying Mm -hmm. if there was a chart to show the emotional labor this woman has done for this man it is the size of the entire universe and he's got nothing to show Mm -mm. that that's a lesson in itself and that breaks my heart that like i think i think someone like Paige going back to someone like chris means that she doesn't fully believe that she's as awesome as she actually is and that's that's heartbreaking because yeah. she is absolutely fine, great, and wonderful on her own. And this relationship had nothing to do with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she got kind of randomly paired with this weirdo and like that has nothing to do with her worth at all. Like if anything, yeah. it's showed us that she's willing to put herself aside for someone who is the worst. Like that is a, an incredible amount of selflessness and dedication to like this concept mm-hmm. of marriage and a relationship but mm-hmm. she hasn't received mm-hmm. anything for it and it's just yeah. like I'm just really mad <laughs> yeah. that like she's walking away from this with just a bunch of trauma mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just yeah. and I know like that's a journey a lot of us have to take no matter what gender of like realizing sure. your self-worth and living by that like you know not letting yourself being compromised i really hope that she steps away from this yeah realizing her self-worth and not like what um what was the advice that um brianna responded to kevin saying that stop taking his bullshit like i mm-hmm. really hope that going forward yeah. she has less tolerance for this right. kind of crap right I feel like I'm, I'm finally calming down here. I'm sorry. I got worked up there. Um, but Hey, feel your feelings, man. Yeah. Especially when, like, like I said, we, we enjoy this show. And it's, it's just, it's hard to see when it's a show that you... We've been talking about this show half of this year. Like, it, we clearly enjoy it. We clearly mm-hmm. like it. And it's just, it's sad when things like this happen. Because that was... Yeah. The, the reason why Married at First Sight was so great for uh, at least myself was it was more about watching relationships and people tackle that. And the drama was there because people have drama, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, that wasn't, that was a side effect. It wasn't a feature. Yeah. And it feels like we're now trying to make this into a feature like it's a two-parter mm-hmm. and i have and like even the way that this episode was structured where it there was literally a build like it was like slow slow 
more drama, more drama, more drama, crescendo, drama. Go watch the next episode. Mm-hmm. I get it. I, I get what you're doing from a story point of view. And it's going to work. And and I, I could see this being effective. It's just the people who are really into this show, for the other reasons, I think it's going to be a... It, it might backfire with them. And... Like, I've read a lot of people say they're going to stop watching the show. Everyone says that, and then you go back next episode. So take that with whatever. But just please do better. Other thing, Mm -hmm. why does everyone think Kevin is their best friend? I don't don't know when that happened. Like, Chris was like, I'm going to stay here for you, Kevin, for you. You don't owe Kevin shit. Kevin... That was... He's literally here so that you can act a fool on camera. Like, I am I hate to be the guy to say the most blatant obvious stuff, but his job is for you to say dumb shit so they can record it so then we can talk about it and be like, I can't believe he said that shit. That is his job. <laughs> he does not care about you. Okay, like, it's like a sales... You're trying to buy a car and a sales guy is like... Mm-hmm. You know, buddy, like, I recently bought a car, and the sales guy is like, I'm trying to, I care about you, man. Buy this warranty. I know the hustle. It's a tactic. I know the hustle. I don't know you. Warranty, you get 50% commission on it. I get, it's fine. Do your job, but don't try to pretend like we're best buddies. We're not. That's fine. It reminds me of, like, have you ever had a friend that you know only shows up and, like, acts like you're really close to get tea? so that they can go like gossip to other people like i definitely have people like that in my life where i'm like Mm. oh i hear how you talk about other people i'm not giving you shit if you want to talk about like some things whatever that's fine but like i am so incredibly guarded about things certain topics with myself where i'm like i'm not letting you i'm not giving you anything of what you want like we can we can chit chat but like we're not doing this because i don't trust you yeah (laughs) That's Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. again, like that's his literal job. Like, of course, he's not going to sit there and be like, I just want you guys to be comfortable. Like, yeah. just whatever you're willing to share, like an open book. Like, do you have any questions for me? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to yeah. happen. And, All strategy. And like he he does a very good job. Like, I enjoy him as a host. I'm not, you know, but I just the fact that Chris it just it kind of shows you that you don't you, fell for it. you don't get what's going on here do you like you don't understand that you're being played and i think that just sums him up this season is mm-hmm. there's so many things so many decisions that he's made where he's not the best person he's not he's getting there like all of us he's learning not like all of us even worse but like you fell for the bait they brought pastor dwight out there to get you angry that's why pastor Mm -hmm. dwight what type of pastor are you i like really i don't think he's a real pastor like like what type your spiritual advisor okay yeah like how can you not feel gross i just don't get that i don't understand that he's like no i'm your friend Mm -hmm. i'm your Mm -hmm. if that was the person i've been friends with with for years and you that's a betrayal. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one viewing it that way, but that's a betrayal. And I just, I felt sad for Chris. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I did because that's like, yeah, a person that you've been friends with for a very long time and they come out there just to 
throw you under the bus. It's just, it's sad. And does he deserve it? Yes. I still, I don't have to enjoy watching it, though. You know, like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It did feel a little opportunistic for Dwight to be a part of this. Yeah. Like, there's been things that I've seen on Reddit and stuff. And, like, I mean, who knows how how true this is. But I think um, he was posting things about he was, like, a life or a a personality on a Lifetime show or something that he put on some profile. Basically, he, he was trying to make it sound like he was, like, a sought after figure to be on this show whereas it's really more that like it's a coincidence that a a friend or acquaintance of his was on the show and then he kind of got pulled into some of the storylines I don't know it just felt a little bit like self-inflating like oh here's an opportunity for me to push my brand a little bit I don't know how fair that is but I don't love Dwight as much as I don't love Chris (laughs) because it the way he was I kind of agree the way he was talking to Chris he was like Chris was adamant that that Pastor Dwight wasn't his like spiritual advisor or mentor in any capacity, that they were just buddies. And Dwight very much had the perspective that like I was his mentor. There was a more of a power dynamic there where like he was learning from me as this mm-hmm. like person further along in his spiritual journey, whatever he wants to call it. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, yeah, there's been times where like I was trying to correct Chris and that he wasn't open to my corrections. And I was like, what? Like that's, yeah. That's like how you talk about like a dog who you're trying to train not to bark at the mailman. Like yeah. <laughs> like doing mm-hmm. like training or something. It's like that's not if if it's true that they didn't really have that dynamic, then that's like pretty weird to try yeah. to butt into someone's life and be like, do this, don't do that, do this, don't do that. Even with Chris making all his mistakes, like if that's not the dynamic, that's not appropriate. So I just I don't know what to think about them anymore. It just yeah. hot mess express. I'm over it. I want Paige yeah. to be okay. That's all I care about at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ending on that high note. So, yeah. now that we're all upset. <laughs> I, I don't know how we're going to include this because I feel like it was just rant after rant after rant. I don't know. Mm-hmm. This, I have we'll no see. idea. But we can I just guess... title it Chris Rant. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, do you have any ideas of what's going to come up for this part two of the the reunion having the experts on there seemed interesting to me like getting their two cents dr pepper seems like she was a little quieter in this season so i'm really interested to hear her perspective Mm -hmm. and this actually i thought about earlier when you were saying about the apology thing i mean do you think the experts owe a little bit of apology then you know talking about when you're saying to black women like the experts owe a little apology to to Paige, to black women in general, like everything that Kevin was saying about like, this is how you need to repent. Do you think the experts need to do that? Shoot, we are not, we're never being on this show, are we? We're, we're, we're like burning all the I'm bridges. I am fine with that. I am fine with that. To me, I think they completely owe them an apology, but they never will because then the show accepting blame admits culpability a culpability or whatever like that's Mm. the whole thing with like the legal aspect of things like this is it's Mm. like if like we all kind of know that like Paige was affected this way because of the actions of the show so if they are to say Paige was so sorry for what happened to you that's them saying yeah we understand that we were a part of this 
harm that was caused to you. They're accepting blame, therefore accepting that they made choices that negatively affected her, therefore opening up the door for even more blame. Because, like, over all of the seasons, you could argue that there's plenty of folks who have been set up in, like, kind of similar ways to just be hurt and... Mm -hmm hasn't really been focused on like people's experiences and more about storylines. Yeah. So I think they completely need to be like, our bad. Clearly Chris was, Chris was a narcissist and as experts, we should have identified that and he should have never been on this show, but they're never mm -hmm. going to because mm -hmm. that's not how this is going to work. Yeah. It's a business. Like this is a business. <laughs> yeah. We're, I don't know what's going to stay, what's going to go, but I, I'm a little less <laughs> harsh on them in terms of picking him because on paper i think i get what they were doing on paper he is mm -hmm. a successful black man in atlanta and she is an accountant who owns a rental property like she she's also very successful and they're trying to make a power couple i think that's what the goal was and it mm -hmm. didn't work out that's fine yeah i think my work out. my concern is what do you do after that once you know that it's not going to work out. Exactly. And I think that's mm -hmm. where the show failed, unfortunately, in my opinion. I'm not even going to say my opinion. That's where the show failed. Is like, <laughs> now we have this forest fire, and you could try <laughs> to put out the forest fire, or you can go and pour some gasoline on that, pull out a camera and record it for World Star. Like, they did the other, they did the latter. Like, they're like, oh, what's going to happen? tune in next week and it's like no no this is bad just this is bad this is not good and i i do think there it if i was running the show i think it, it would be smart to apologize and say that was not our intention i don't think it was and we're gonna try to do and make it clear to the contestants going forward that if you're not into this person pull a zach and mindy like, you can be on the show without being married to the other person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I hope that's what happens. Um, what do you think, Mabel? Yeah. I mean, it definitely... PR plays a, a lot into it. I can definitely see that. They have to save their own butt. Mm -hmm. They have to try to keep the show going and also keep viewers entertained and also try to navigate the people on it so that like to the best of their ability i mean it's a lot that's a whole different conversation of you know pr in general but i definitely think that the least they could do is is apologize and say like even if it's a oh we had no idea like we kind of like pull a Haley. like i did everything i could i didn't know this was how it's gonna play out and it's like but it's something like own up to something mm -hmm. that's it yeah agree yeah mm -hmm. well <laughs> oh boy we, we still have shared... appreciate everybody on the show still appreciate the extras i don't want to no yeah. i don't too much <laughs> yeah this one's a minefield a bit but i mean that's okay that's okay hey. i want us mm -hmm. to speak freely and you know, yeah. like if that's how we feel, that's how you we're, feel. Like I want to be a good friend to the hypothetical people on this show, and I think you need to be able to call it out when you see it. And it's some bullshit. This was some bullshit. It was some crap, mm -hmm. and 
I just I did not like it. I did not. And mm-hmm. yeah, Paige deserves yeah. better. Um, and hopefully she will find that. And I just I really hope this doesn't like scar relationships for her because, like, you're in the worst one ever, and this is not how. This is not how they go. This is not how relationships work. So please, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hang in there. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we'll see how it all wraps up with the next, the final reunion part two next week. Um, mm-hmm. Any closing thoughts before we wrap? I saw that the guys come together and talk. That was cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to hear the experts, like you said, about. And uh, yeah, <laughs> see what they have to say about I it. I just I feel yeah. so bad about the mo- the amount of ranting I did this episode. It's just so mad. <laughs> I'm so I mad. Mean, you can't get it right every single time. They did the best they could. It's not like they went in knowing that Chris was going to be terrible and was like, "Yes, this is what we want national television for." Like, <laughs> I mean, an honest yeah. mistake. They did their best and it didn't work out. I feel it's like just my mom. How to handle that part? I feel like my mom, which is like, "I'm not angry. I'm disappointed." It's what I feel like. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, thank you guys for joining us. Um, we'll be back to review the second part of the reunion next time. Um, in the meantime, please go follow us on Instagram at Cup of Three yes. Podcast. Uh, feel free to reach out to us, Cup of Three Podcast at gmail.com to share your thoughts on these episodes. Um, also, if you're enjoying the show, please, this is so corny, but the whole rate, review, subscribe thing does really help us when people are looking for a married at first sight show um we you know people look to see like if other people like it so if you do like it and you haven't done that yet please do we'd really appreciate it uh share it with your fellow maps friends and you know we can can build our little community here so subscribe (laughs) i was doing all this pointing subscribe like they do in all the videos like click the link (laughs) exactly (laughs) ding All right. Well, thank you, guys. We will catch you next week. Uh, Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.